I can't hear him. I can't see him. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Yes. Okay, great. Thanks. All right. Good evening. We're going to get started. We're learning Daf Tzadi Gimel, and we're starting two thirds of the way down on Tzadi Bez Amud Bez. And the Gemara says, Amar Revianai, that's four lines, five lines before the wide lines. Amar Revianai, they got together as Rabbanan and they, uh, and they paskin. Ein kedushin tovsin biyavama. If a woman is a shomeris yavam and somebody tries to uh, get engaged to her, the, the mechanism of kedushin does not work. No get is required. She's not married. And this is a continuation of yesterday's sugna. Amar le Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi, lo mishnah seinu hizu. Rabbi Yochanan says back to Rabbi Yanai, isn't this a, a, a mishnah? What does the Mishnah say? It's not. If a man says to a woman, you'll be married to me on a particular condition, and the Gemara then drops what would be one of many possible conditions. Either after the man says, I will convert, or after you will convert, the man says to the woman, or the man says, after I'm freed, or after you get freed, or after your husband dies, or after your sister dies, or after Chalitza is done from your, uh, from your Yavam. So then the halacha is, and what line did we start with today? Rav Yanai had said the Kedushin is not Tosin. So maybe, says Rav Yochanan, that Rav Yanai, your din is actually before Shemishnah. Amar Lehi, Rav Yanai says back to him, yes, that's true, uh, but you just have to know where your roots come from. Ilav de deloi lach chaspa, if not for the fact that I picked up a piece of pottery, mimishkachas marganisa tuse, would you have found a pearl underneath it? obviously a, a homily of sorts. And what the Gemara is basically saying is, I'm the one that revealed this shita to you, that Kedushin is not Tophes, and only afterwards did you find the Mishnah that seems to match. Amalei Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish chimes in and says, If not for the fact that you were praised like a great rabbi, speaking to Rabbi Yochanan, Havamina, I might have thought, I might have thought I might have thought that this Mishnah, following the Shita of Rabbi Yanai, is the Shita of Rabbi Akiva. Because Rabbi Akiva, similar to our statement of Rabbi Yanai, that Ein Kedushin is Tovs and Biyavama. So Rabbi Kiva also has a similar line that Ein Kedushin Tovs and Bechai The mechanics of Kedushin don't work in regards to Chai Ve'Lavet. Uh, says the Gemara that that can't be. That's not Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbi Akiva had it been Rabbi Akiva, then ki In the case of the Mishnah that we just saw, that Rabbi Yochanan brought, where we saw that maybe uh, he says to her, "You'll marry me after your Yavam will do chalitza to you." According to Rabbi Akiva, that marriage would have worked because lispase There should have been a tefisa of kedushin. The marriage should be chal. Why? Because the Hashem Inumid the Rebbe Akiva, the Amar Adam Naknadavar Shubhavala Ola. Rebbe Akiva is of the opinion, we'll see soon that it's not so simple that this is Rebbe Akiva's opinion, but it seems Rebbe Akiva is of the opinion that Davar Shubhavala Ola um, is, uh, is a reality. A person can make a Kenyan with something that isn't yet brought into the world. So what does that mean here? 
Well, this whole Mishnah with all of its different iterations was indicating that if a person makes a conditional Kedushin with a woman, then in theory, it should work, even if the condition is not yet something that has entered the world. So this principle is called Dabr Shalom Bala And if something doesn't yet exist in the world, can we make a Kenyan on a future possibility? And Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that yes, you can. Ditznan, how do we know that Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that we can make a Kenyan on something that doesn't yet exist in the world? So the Gemara says on the top of Tzadik Gemara if there's a woman who says, a woman says, I'm making a, a promise that you're not allowed to benefit from anything that I make. So the halacha is, the husband doesn't have to do hafar at all because her konam, her commitment is a zero. Take a look at Rashi on the top of the page. She says, anything that I do, any of my handiwork is forbidden from you. The halacha is, as Rashi continues, and Rashi explains, because as it relates to Jewish law, that this woman's, her her income anyways belongs to her husband. Therefore, her, her nether has no teeth, it has no standing at all, and therefore no hafar is required. However, and this is critical for our understanding of our Gemara, end of the first line on Tzadi Gemala Medalev, Rebbe Kibomer, Yafer, absolutely the husband should do hafara. There was a chalos to this woman's konam, to this woman's promise, because Shema Ta'adi Falav Yosem Min Maybe, maybe that she'll have um, more income than was normal, and therefore the husband would not have rights to all of it, and therefore she would be able to make this konam. But that really shows us the principle of Dabr Shalobala We don't yet know how much she's going to generate, how much she's going to make. We have no clue. But the Gemara indicates that according to Biakiva, based on this Mishnah, the Gemara indicates that he holds that her it was it was a there was chalos in her konam, and that therefore means that he holds that there's Dabr Shalobala that there's a Kenyan, that Adam is Makna Dabr Shalobala says the Gemara. Not a raya. Maybe Rabbi Akiva still fits with our Mishnah because Ha'itmar Allah, Amar Reb Huna Rav Yoshua. The case was not where she said anything that I make. Anything that I do with my hands, anything that I make with my hands, and forget about the product that she makes. This is a question of how she makes those products. It says the Gemara, her hands are in the world. You can't say that her hands are they're attached to her body. They're not and therefore it seems that Rabbi Akiva doesn't hold of Dabrasha of Adamakadavashlobalam, rather he holds Ainadamakadavashlobalam. However, says the Gemara, now we're getting sidetracked into a conversation about um, whether or not we hold that Rabbi Akiva holds of Amaknadavashlobalam, who pleaded the Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, the Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Ravuna Kirav, Vira Kirabianai, Virabianai Kirabchia, Virabchia Kirabi. The Rebbe Kirib Meir, the Rebbe Meir Kirib Elazar Ben Yaakov, Rebbe Elazar Ben Yaakov Kirib Akiva, all of these great people, Amoraim and Tanaim, they're all of the opinion, Amar Adam So unlike line three of this Gemara, where it says, it's Marlon, the name of Ravuna, that really Rebbe Akiva doesn't hold of Adam Makna he, along with many of his colleagues and predecessors, were of the opinion. Um, that really does something is Makna And now the Gemara is going to go through the list of all of the Amoraim and Tanan that we just quoted as to what sources they use to prove that Adam is Makna Dabar Shalobala Olam.
Says the Gemara, Rav Huna Mahi. What's the sheet of Rav Huna? The Itmar. There's an, a statement in the Amor Raim. Hamocher peres dekel lechavero. A person agrees to sell fruits from a dekel from a palm tree to his friend. Amar Rav Huna. Before the fruits begin to grow on the tree, a person can change his mind. Once they start growing, he disagrees. What's their machlokes? That according to Rav Huna, he holds that Adam is and therefore, once it starts growing, you can no longer renege on your commitment. Rav Nachman disagrees and says that in the in other makna that were shalab alolam, and therefore you can always be chozer. Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, however, does agree. Modina, he agrees. The shamit va'achel lo mafkinan le, lo mafkinan mina. That if in fact I actually give the recipient uh, that I made this commitment to, if I give him the fruits, that lacha is we don't take them back. What about Rav? So Rav says, Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav, Amar lechaveru sada zu shani lokeach lekeshe ekachena kinu yalach me'achshav. That if a person says uh, for something that's going to happen in the future, I'm making a kenyan to you now. The halacha is that it's kone. What about Rav Yanai? Well, Rav Yanai was kiribchia. The Rav Yanai havele arisa. Rav Yanai had a sharecropper, a farmer, someone that worked for him. Every Arab Shabbos, this aris, this person would bring um, a basket of fruits to the home of Rav Yanai. Tosfos points out that this was in fact. Um, that it belonged to the sharecropper, the fruits. It didn't belong to uh, didn't belong to Rav Yanai. And Hahu Yoma, one Friday afternoon, Nogale, the sharecropper was running late with the basket of fruits below us, and he didn't show up with the fruits. So before Shabbos started, Shokal, Rav Yanai took Eser mi Pere de Bese Alaihu. He took 10 fruits of his own, and with those 10 fruits, he gave the appropriate trumos and maestros, whatever he needed to separate. The reason he did this is because he didn't want the fruit, the foods to be tevel, in which case he wouldn't be able to fix it on Shabbos. He wouldn't be able to, to do the tikkun. That's an isr derabbanan, to be metakin tevel, to make it edible. Um, and therefore, he separated it before. I this shows the davar shalobala because the fruits haven't shown up yet. And nevertheless, the meiser that he took away before Shabbos started, they were sufficient. And it worked to remove the status of devil, even though the fruits were lo ola. And also the kami de Rebchia, Reb Yanai brought this to Rebchia, and Omar Le, Shapir you did a great job. That was a great move by you to take off the meiser before the fruits showed up. The Tanya, because the Bryce writes as follows. Laman Hashem kol the Pasuk says that you should learn to fear Hashem all of your days. And what's the drush in this Bryce? Elu tovim. This is referring to Shabbos and Yom Tov. Lamai Hilchasa. What aspects of Hilchos Shabbos are we talking about? Says the Gemara, Ilema, if you want to say la'asurei umecha, if you want to say that the Pasuk is teaching us that we're allowed to be ma'aser in order to eat the food on Shabbos, that can't be, because to be ma'aser is only a dindar abonon. Yitzchich kral and mishrei tilto der Can't have a Pasuk in Chumash to be matir a din that isn't even us or according to the Torah. Muk says a dindar and if Muktzah is a dinder abanan and being maaser in order to remove the status of tevel is only a dinder abanan, there's no way that a pasuk in chumash was coming to be matir that. So as we turn to the top of Tzadik Gimel Amidbeis, the Gemara says Elalav ki haigavna. What must be going on in this pasuk is that we're talking about our case. What's our case? Rashi helps us fill in the gaps. Di Brahmaschil Elalav ki haigavna de muter leaser al mashel lo bala olam veasi lavo litzarach. Shabbos. So Rashi says that it's permissible to tithe 
prior to the arrival of the food, which may show up on Shabbos, the Asid, and uh, it's going to show up on Shabbos, and it's the Tzorech Oneg Shabbos. So Rashi, if we were learning this with a Lamtash company, would have said, Rashi's putting in some conditions. Maybe the only time it works is if it's for Oneg Shabbos, because Rashi does add in those words, subject to another discussion. At the top of Dav Tzadik Gimel Beis, the Gemara says, Amar Le, Rav Yanai says back to Rebchia, I actually didn't think I did the right move. Baha I was called out in my dream, and they said, Kane Ratzutz, you're a splintered piece of wood. My love, doesn't this mean something bad? My love, Hachi really, this is what they were telling me in my dream. That you're relying on this, uh, this crutch, on this cane that's splintered wood. So the Rebbe says back, no, Rebbe says back, lo. Really, really is talking about a piece of wood that won't break and it is a positive thing and not a negative thing. This raises Shaila's about can you rely on a dream for piske halacha? That's not something that we do in our generation. But uh, clearly, the Gemara seems to have had a real conversation about it. Five lines down on Tzadi Gimel Amad Beis, the Gemara says, Rebbe, what's his Mari Malkam that he holds Adam Makna Dover Olam, that a person can make an acquisition now for something that has yet to happen in the future. To Tanya, the Brisa writes, what is this Pasuk talking about? Rebbe Omer, we're talking about an Ebed that you purchase in order to free him. Hey, dummy, what's the case? Amar of Nachum, where it's like the case is as follows. The Kasav Le, he write, writes in the star for the Ebed, once I purchase you, you're retroactively free to this moment. And therefore we see that Rebbe is of the opinion that Adam is Makhnadav Shalabala Reb Meir, what's his Mari Makom that he holds and uh, Adam is Makhnadav Shalabala Olam? That's not. The Mishnah writes, this is the b'risa that we saw at the beginning of today's da'a. And Reb Meir quotes this Mishnah, which says that all of the conditions that are put into a condition that are futuristic conditions, that's the Tanakhama. Reb Meir, at the end of the very first long line, disagrees. And he says, Reb Meir Omer Mekudeshes. So we see from him that we do allow for future episodes to create for a Kenyan even before they take place. That's the same as Adam Second long line. How do we know that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov holds that Adam is says the Gemara to Tanya. Yes, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. If a person says these uh, fruits that are growing on the vine, these fruits that are already separated from the vine, one can have impact as it relates to Meiser on one another, because it says if it grows a third, be it Lishu, and then we see that it works. So that shows you that it hasn't happened yet. We still say that the Kenyan has already taken place. And that shows us yet again that Adam is What about Rabbi Akiva? Halfway down on the page, he's the last in the list of the greats who hold that Adam is Rabbi Akiva says it's not. And this is the price that we saw earlier on the top of Dav Tzadi Gimel Amaralev. Because we had said previously that Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that if a woman makes a vow that she's not going to allow her maseyadeha, her handiwork, to be benefited by her husband, Rabbi Akiva still says that's a konam, that that still counts, even though we don't know the future. Maybe she'll produce more than the amount that she normally would have been forced to give to her husband. And therefore, even though it's unknown, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, 
Adam is Makhmed over Shalobala Oma. Let's get back to our Sugya Bada Yavama. The Gemara says halfway down, six lines into the wide lines. We know that we learned in our Mishnah on Pezayin. We learned that we rely on one witness for uh, freeing up a Yavama. Understood. However, it says the Gemara, What about an Eidachad and the Yavama? We'll see soon that there's two ways to understand this question. Here's version number one. Do we say as follows? Time of the Eidachad, the reason why we trusted Eidachad is Mishum de Milsa David because it's probably going to end up uh, showing its ugly head in the future. If really the first husband's alive, will probably show up. So because of the fact that it's Milsa David because of the fact that it's very possible that, um, because it's very possible that the truth will come out, so therefore, Lomashakir, Bachanami Lomashakir, maybe by a Yavama, the same is true. So maybe we should allow it. Odil, or perhaps maybe we should say that the reason why Eidechad works is because she does some research. But maybe when it comes to her Yavam, which is a brother-in-law, she may have an, a, a, some type of affection for him. That maybe because of the fact that uh, she might may care for her brother-in-law, she's not going to check so clearly, and therefore the Eidechad does not work. Could be. So Amr Lahur of Shesha, so this is the Chakira that we just uh, posed. What's the answer? Rav Shesha says, Tani Tuha, we already learned this. Um, and Amrullah, where did we learn this? We learned this just the other day. In a case scenario of Mes Benech, let's say that a woman, her husband and son go out of town and her son dies and then her husband dies. And in that case, she's a, she is a Yavama. And then Vinis Yabma, and then she marries, let's say, Shimon as part of Yibum, really they find out that actually the husband died first and then the son died first, in which case there is no Yibum, so she's married to the wrong person. She should not be married to her brother-in-law because her brother died before the son did. His brother died before the, his son did. So then it says, the Gemara, so you have to get divorced and the first and last children are Mamzer. Now, what's the case that we're dealing with? Ilema, if the case that we're dealing with is with two opposing sets of witnesses, trey trey, so then my chazis to samchazani, who says we should listen to any one group over the other, smochani. There's no reason to listen to any one over any other one. They're equals. So why would that make any sense? Vote and furthermore, mamzer saf. It should be mamzer. It should not say just mamzer. It should say safek mamzer. It's not a vaday that it's a mamzer. It says the Gemara, if you want to say that as it relates to mamzerus, the Gemara wasn't clear. It wasn't intending. The Mishnah wasn't intending to be so exacting. That can't be. Because after all, we learned yesterday, we learned another case in the Mishnah where the language was very specifically chosen and it was a Dinto Raisa. So you can't say that the Mishnah was low duck, that the Mishnah was being um, unspecific. Ella, what must be the case that we're dealing with? Says the Gemara. That we're talking about one aid, the time of the Asube train, that if it's one against two, then we can understand that, that they would be rejected. However, had we, deal, had we been dealing with the case of Yavama and we only had one aid, we would have trusted that aid, Mehmet. Good. So this is version one of the Gemara. Let's learn the Ikada Amar. There are those who have another version of our Gemara. This will take us until about 10 lines down on Sadi Dal and Aleph, and then we'll stop. Amar, Haloti Boinlach, Nami Mehemna. 
says the Gemara, there's really no Shaila. She herself is going to be believed. Forget about Eid Echad. That's Pasha that an Eid is going to be believed. It's not. How do we know that a woman is considered reliable to Paskin for herself? That she has Eidus about the status of her first husband, says the Gemara. It's not. Four lines from the bottom on Tzadik Yemelamad Beis. A woman who says, who says that she knows that her husband has died, she can get married. If her husband died when she has, they have no kids, and her husband Ruvain has a brother, great, Tisyabain. So there's no Shaila that we trust Eid Echad in that regard. So what then was the question they asked of Rav Sheshas? We're asking a different question. We're not asking about allowing a Yavama to marry her Yavam. We're saying, can we free up a Yavama to be marrying someone, Lashuk, to be marrying someone outside the family? So says the Gemara, let's talk about the two sides. Within this question about allowing a woman to be marrying someone, Lashuk, to be marrying someone outside of the Yibum uh, family, my time of Eid Echad, what's the logic to assume that an Eid Echad would actually be allowed? Maybe because because it's still very likely that the original husband, had he been alive, that he would show up at some point. That's Milsa That's something that's likely to, to reveal itself. Therefore, she won't lie. Odilma, or perhaps is the reason why we say that Eid Echad works is Taima, Eid Echad Mishum De'ihi Daiko Maybe the reason why we rely on her is because she's willing to do the research and do the work and do the investigation to make sure that the person is dead. But Veha, let's say in this case, and this is the opposite of the first approach, maybe we'd say Lo Daiko she wouldn't try so hard. It's the Misnahu Desanyale. Maybe she dislikes the Yavam. And therefore, she's not going to do such a good investigation. And therefore, she might go free under false pretenses. So therefore, says the Gemara in the top of Tzadik Talat Omar Luhu Rav Sheshet said that. Rav Sheshet responded, Tani Tuha. Really, it's a different question altogether. It's about freeing her up to be marrying someone in the Shuk. And what's the Brisa that Rav Sheshet <clears throat> brings to prove his point? So Amrula, the same Brisa we saw in the bottom of the other page in version number one. What's uh, the Brisa that was brought there and now is brought here again? Amrullah, they said to her, if they say her husband died first and then the son, so then when he says she married somebody else, there's no Yibum in that case because there's still a son and then she gets married. Really, it was the other way and you should have married your brother-in-law and you should have married Shem and not somebody else. It says, And the Gemara asks a similar line of questioning as we did in version number one. Though here it's in version number two, four lines down, what's the case? If you want to say it's two sets of Edim, two Edim against two Edim, so then that can't be our case because my who says that you should listen to version number one? Maybe you should listen to version number two. We don't know which Edim to listen to. So therefore, that's problem number one. The Odin, furthermore, Mamzer, it should have said Mamzer in the price. So it should have said Sophic Mamzer, because it's not a Vadai Mamzer in this case. It says the Gemara, if you want to say that really the language is Lodak, that it's really not um, it's really not being specific in its language, and it really does mean Sophic Mamzer, that can't be. We learned in the Seifa that the language of Mamzer Lurishon and Mamzer Lachron was very specific language. Therefore, Shmamino Dadafkun Ktani It must be that the Bryce quoted at the top of this page on Tzadi Dalit is Chad. It's talking about only one eight. The Taima de Asube Trey Akhashuan. The only reason why we wouldn't believe them is if this one eight was 
rejected by uh, two Edim. However, really, maybe we should be able to say that uh, we do believe this person as long as there's no Hakhasha. And therefore, according to version number two, Ayavama would be allowed to marry someone Lashuk even with Eid Echad. Says the Gemara, we cannot embrace Roshesh's answer. We have to tear it apart. Really, we are talking about um, to one set of Edom against another, two people versus two people. Elsewhere speaks about an idea where we're talking about Ede Hazama, and maybe we're talking about Ede Hazama over here. Ede Hazama, for those of you who are not yet familiar, Ede Hazama is witnesses who give testimony. And then they're rejected by a subsequent set of witnesses who say the first witnesses could not possibly have seen what they said because imanu hayisim, they were with me in a different location. So maybe that's what's going on here, that the Edim that we have in our case are Edeh Hazama. So that's how the Gemara concludes by rejecting the leniency that Rav Sheshis was trying to employ to say that we do trust one aid in order to allow for uh, the marriage of a Yavama to someone outside the family, and says the Gemara, we don't accept that because maybe our case is really talking about two Aiden against two Aiden. We'll stop right here, 10, 12 lines down, and we'll pick up tomorrow night in person with the words of Amar Le Reb Mordechai on Sadi Dalar Amaralev, wishing you all a beautiful night.